It is the return of the Bones DK Golf Cast. Joining me, as always, TW Man 66. How you doing tonight, T-Dub? Great. I uh, forgot my clubs today, or had my clubs locked in the country club today. Did you hear that? I was going for my second round of the year. Couldn't get it in. I'll tell you what, this under just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was 60 degrees and sunny here in North Central West Virginia. It's going to be 66 tomorrow and Wednesday. So that second outing will be taking place very soon. Bones DK also joining us. It's a big week. How are you doing after recovering from the Arnold Palmer this past week? Well, you know, I've been digging in ever since my lineup busted about uh, three hours into the Arnold Palmer. So uh, I'm feeling good this week. I'm coming in strong, and I can't wait to dig in tomorrow uh, and let, let you know who my players are. Well, somebody whose uh, lineup did not bust this week, a very special guest to the Bones DK Golf Cast, uh, newest member of the Bones DK Golf family, want to welcome Ben Koval out of Pennsylvania, the podcast. How you doing tonight, Ben? Good, thank you, and I'm honored to be here. Huge fan of you guys. That is BKV7, by the way, on your DraftKings app. And you may have noticed that uh, you had a pretty big week this week, Kovi7. 52 grand. Tell me how that feels, partner. <laughs> that I did. Um, it feels really good, honestly. It, I guess the best way to describe it would be like a proud father whose six children just made on a roll and just did great things with their lives. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What a terrific, um, terrific comparison. Tell us a little bit. You said you were a big fan, and we really appreciate you listening, Kovey, but tell us a little bit about your build. How did that lineup come to be? We know you had some heavy hitters in it with DeChambeau, but how would you uh, kind of weed out some of those guys that were towards the bottom of your lineup? Okay. Um, this one came together quite easily for me. I was listening to your podcast for the second time and I this I'll bring up that this is the first time I joined the $555 contest that's usually a, above my level of risk taking but I had a nice catch last week and was talking to Bones about it and he said basically the value is there if you feel good about a lineup so um, I was listening to your podcast and I owe this whole win to you guys. I mean, I, I took every single pick right off the podcast. Uh, as I listened through the second time, I kind of ended with Wildman talking about Corey Connors and Harold Barner, um, which was his Wildman pick of the week. Flyer liar of the week. <laughs> incredible that he believed in that. It'll be the flyer of the week. This is incredible I, in the 555. Honestly, session. I'm not even sure like his track record with flyers. I remember seeing previous flyers go up in flames. So yeah, it was kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, took, I took those two right off the bat. I remember Rob saying that Fitzpatrick was his safest favorite play. Threw Fitzpatrick in. Um, and kind of what else I do when I'm building a lineup is I'll just look at the previous years and see who did well at what course. So I saw Bachrach was right up there. Um, Bichambeau has competed, and he can honestly just overpower courses. So I threw him in, and I feel bad I'm missing one. But Keegan Bradley, Keegan Bradley. I was just about ready to say, I know Keegan. The next question I was about to ask Kovey was about the sweat, and I know Keegan had a huge – part of the sweat can you kind of describe for the listeners i mean everybody remembers 
what Keegan was doing on Sunday afternoon, but it was especially important for you because every shot was a matter of tens of thousands of dollars. Take us through the last half hour of your Ooh. afternoon on Sunday. It was wild. Going into like maybe 10 holes left on Sunday, I knew I had first or second locked up. I was sitting in first place. Me in second place had like probably 30 points on anyone else in the field. Um, and I noticed the first place, the other guy's lineup was very similar to mine. He really had basically Wierenski and I had Keegan. So it kind of came down to those two. Um, and I was kind of watching all day. I mean, I watched every hole, every player I could look at. And I, the last few holes were just eating people up. So I saw Wierenski drop a few shots in the last two holes. Um, and it kind of came down to Keegan with three holes to play, he hit a birdie, which would put me in the lead with two holes to play. Wow. By like five. Um, so if he pars out, I would have taken down a hundred grand in the, in the 555. And then I was also sitting in like, I think third or fourth place in the other contest that I cashed in. The, um, the, the three spot from the three spot from Keegan, uh, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just, I can't believe it. What was it like a four footer? He missed uh, for and honestly, I, at that point, I wasn't even let down by him because the day before he shot minus eight with no bogeys. So to bounce back on just like a regular day would be tough to follow up that performance. And just the way that the conditions were kind of going on Sunday, how tough the course was playing, I, I wasn't really that concerned about it. That was also Keegan's first top 10 in over 45 starts. So I love the attitude. I think you should be very, very happy with his performance. Oh, despite, you know, missing that putt late. That's I'm the biggest part. I mean, he, he, came, he came through for you, but he misses the easy putt. He a, I mean, the difference between sec, first and second is, is tremendous in that in that tournament. A 60K difference. I mean, that was, it is a big putt there, but he got you there with that, uh, yeah, the, with the eight under on Saturday. So uh, Yeah, he missed the four-footer on 17. I kind of figured where I fell unless some kind of miracle happened. No one could birdie the 18th hole. So I really needed a miracle at that point to, to take first. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of happy where I fell. What was, Keegan's, what was Keegan's ownership for uh, that tournament? He, I believe he was 5%. Yeah, he, the 5%. he couldn't have been very highly owned. Um, because I remember when, when Bones, DK, and TW sent me a text and were saying, hey, Covey's got this sweat going, it all comes down to Keegan Bradley on this last hole. I was like, what? Keegan Bradley? Uh, that was not the name I was expecting to hear. No, and I, I like Keegan a lot. I think maybe three years ago I bet like $5 on him and he won a tournament to win me like 200 bucks. So I just... I've always liked Keegan. He has a lot of talent, too. He's pretty underrated. Um, I like him again this week. I mean, I think he's a guy that can definitely compete for a win any given day if he ha if he brings his A game. He's also a big uh, Howard Stern fan, which I know everybody on this podcast is a big uh, fan of as well. So that's awesome. I, I got to tell you, Kobe, your analysis uh, has just been incredible 
uh, about your big win. Congratulations. Thank you so much for actually listening to the Bones DK Golfcast. I know it means a whole lot to us, and, and we don't want to pry too much, but do you have any plans to spend some of that cash? You going on a vacation? You buying a car? You doing anything with it? Uh, what do you got happening here, man? Well, um, I made the first crucial mistake of telling my wife that I won. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I honestly, I, I will most likely invest a lot of it uh, back into DraftKings. I mean, my career earnings are probably net zero now. So (laughs) 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 Um, but it, it just feels really good. Absolutely. Well, B. Covey 7, that is his name on DraftKings. Ben Koval is a big fan and a good friend of Bones DK Golf. And uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us tonight, man. Congratulations. Hey, thank you guys for having me. And look for my name up there again this week. Congrats, Cody. Yeah, thank you, Kobe. We'll be, we'll be looking for it. Spot on analysis also, Kobe. Spot on, buddy. We'll get into who I like and how we're going to build the lineups uh, tomorrow, but... People are leaning a balanced build, which makes me want to look at these guys that are low-owned and uh, you know maybe a Stars and Scrubs lineup. Course history definitely going to be important, and as uh, Bones DK Golf said, we'll bring you tomorrow another cast where we talk about specific players and how you want to build that lineup. Any final thoughts, Wild Man, before we sign off this evening? Yeah, I think I think one thing that you're only going to get if you listen to the whole podcast, there's never been a defending champion here at the Players. In fact, no defending champion has ever finished better than T5 and has never finished within four strokes of the lead. So that's interesting. Uh, and my final thought, honestly, if you kind of already hit on it, is you know, this is a $2.7 million winner share, almost 700000 more than Augusta. So you're looking for guys that can get it done. It's a right-to-left ball flight type of course. We're going to get into it more tomorrow, what types of players we're looking for. Uh, but to me, it's pretty clear, man. And and I got a, a slew of guys that are that are checking the boxes. So I'm um, looking forward to a strong field and and um, you know putting our, our work in to get a good lineup posted. Looking forward to a strong Sunday. Also, don't forget number seventeen, the famous Island Green. We've seen some big numbers there, and it does take a guy that can get it done, as Wildman just said, to win this tournament, the fifth major, what they usually call it. The TPC at Sawgrass, the Players' Championship, coming up on Thursday. And we'll have another Bones DK podcast for you tomorrow. I'm Golf Guy WV for Bones DK Golf and TW Man 66. also want to thank our special guest, B. Covey 7, the new 50 grand minted winner by listening to the Bones DK podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.